Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Can you do both of those last two? Great. All right. Okay, great. If you can get that one. Thank you. Um, so the handout is coming around along with um, a basket of pens. Please take one handout and also a pen if you need one so you can fill in the blanks uh, as we go along. Our mission as a church uh, is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And our vision is to be alive in Jesus. As you hear me say each week, uh, we seek to be alive in Jesus through three main ways. Worship, service, and community. The word alive serves as an acronym for our values or, or what is most important to who we are and who we aspire to be. A stands for audacity, and it's based on the, the commission of Jesus, the great commission to go and make disciples. And what that means is for us to be people who ask God for a vision so big, it's impossible without him. Ask God for a vision so big, it's impossible uh, without him. L, love based on the heart of Jesus. Uh, Jesus loves everyone, and we love everyone. I, involvement, based on the call of Jesus, how Jesus has given us gifts and abilities that are part of our unique makeup as people and calls us to serve, uh, and that the call of Christ is for every person, every person to be involved in hands-on ministry and service. V, vitality, uh, the life of Jesus, fullness of life, abundant life, life in all its fullness, he says he's come to give us. And so we seek to pursue and, and share fullness of life in Jesus, fullness of life in Jesus. And E, encouragement, the, the passion of Jesus to, to spur one another on. And, and that means that we should be and are called to be people who radiate hope to everyone. Radiate hope to everyone. Again, uh, this mission and vision and these values describe who we all already are as a church and who we continually aspire to be more and more. A church family alive in Jesus together. Uh, keep that in mind as you listen to what I share tonight. God is doing great things in our church, and it's wonderful to see. The Lord has revitalized uh, this church. And here's a video of one of our longtime faithful members reflecting on the last 10 years and on what the future holds. Hello, my name is Lois Roth and my husband and I attend the first service here at Spry. 
We have been members here for 50 years. Well, that's a long time. I'd like to tell you a little story about our church starting in 2009. Then you didn't have to hurry to church to get a good seat because there were many empty pews. Our average attendance was only 70 people, and that included our youth, which was one. In July 2010, God had other plans for our church. He brought us a young, vibrant, ambitious, energetic, and dedicated pastor by the name of Ken Lawyer. Wow, we didn't know what hit us. Thank you, God. We hadn't seen that kind of ambition for a long time, and with it came many good changes and additions. Our members began spreading the word and inviting their friends and relatives. Our attendance numbers were increasing. 2009 average attendance was 70. 2019 our average attendance is 300 plus. Pastor Ken will not take credit for this. He said it is all of God's doing. Let's give three hurrahs to God and three hurrahs to Ken. What makes me so excited is to see all the small children and the youth coming to church. Seeing all of them shows me that Spry Church will go forth and prosper long after I am gone. They are the next leaders of our church. There is so much new life and energy in our church. There is so much for the members to do to get involved in the church because we offer so many different classes. In 2009, we had one service. In 2019, we have three services. It is a privilege and a joy to be a member of Spry Church, and I am looking forward to what the future brings for us. Thank you, God. Thank you, Ken. I did ask Lois not to say anything about me. She worked it in there. Uh, so as a little bit of payback, I, um, I understand that today is Lois's birthday. So let's sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Molly. Well, whether it's a birthday or um, details about the life of a church, numbers are important, right? But they're not the only measure of vitality. And I'm not going to tell you all uh, what birthday number this is for Lois. You can ask her uh, if you'd like uh, later tonight. But when it comes to the life of the church, numbers, while not being all important, they are important. And they are a a key indicator of, of vitality. Uh, as we see on this slide, and as Lois alluded to in, in her video, over the last 10 years, weekly worship attendance has increased from 70 to over 300. And during that same 10-year period, our weekly uh, average 
attendance for kids has gone from 2 to 60, and for youth from 1 uh, to 60. Uh, we know this work of transformation is for a larger purpose that is just beginning to unfold. What do the next 10 years hold? We can think of it this way. With all that God has already done in the last 10 years and all the momentum and energy continuing to build and spread, what can he do in the next 10 years? We serve the Lord God Almighty who can do anything. Amen? Our 2030 vision is meant to reflect that. And it's called Transformed by Jesus from the Inside Out. So that serves as, as the heading for what I want to share over the next 15 minutes or so. Transformed by Jesus from the Inside Out. In Romans chapter 12, Paul writes, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Everything in our lives, all we are, all we have, all we hope to be, is all about God's will. That's what it's all about. And this is all about Jesus and what he wants. The Lord is calling Spry Church to play our part in this work of transformation. And in two specific ways. The work of what I'm going to call tonight spiritual transformation and societal transformation for the glory of God. What does that mean? First, spiritual transformation. The goal is to deepen the spiritual vitality of all who call Spry Church home so we are more fully engaged and flourishing in the Christian life. Under the heading of spiritual transformation, there are two main points. Number one, we will continue to concentrate on making disciples of Jesus based on our overall vision of being alive in Jesus through worship, service, and building a vibrant Christian community together. We'll continue uh, to refine our discipleship plan and use it to align all our efforts through ministries for children, students or youth, adults, congregational care, missions, community outreach, and more. In everything we do, it's all about making disciples of Jesus, growing and helping others grow to be deeply committed followers of Jesus. One of the most significant catalysts of spiritual growth is reading the Bible. So one goal is that during the upcoming 10-year period, from 2020 to 2030, every youth and adult involved in our church, and if kids want to get involved, all the better, would read through the entire Bible at least once. And I know that in hearing that, some of you are kind of thinking, what? What? But let me put it this way. Come on, you'll have 10 years. <laughs> God speaks to us through the Bible. More than any other spiritual practice, reading the Bible 
has deepened my faith and brought me closer to Jesus. The Bible reveals the word of God so far as it is necessary for our salvation. The Bible is to be received through the Holy Spirit as the true rule and guide for faith and practice. We can be sure of this. God is calling us to a deeper faith rooted in his revelation in Jesus and in the scriptures. Jesus commands us in the Great Commission to go into all the world and make disciples. So, as part of this 10-year vision, we'll seek to equip and inspire everyone who is part of Spry Church to share their faith in words and actions with at least five people each year over the next 10 years. That would lead to over 25,000 acts of witness by 2030. Over 25,000. Imagine the impact that could have. And I want you to just to take a step back figuratively, because as we talk about vision, that's what it's about. It's about seeing the larger horizon. And yes, we have responsibilities day to day, and, and those are important, but it is good for us as a church. It's good for you in your life and for me in my life to, to take stock and to ask the question, what is on the horizon? What am I pursuing? What's this all about? And I think this is a very compelling way to think about our life together as a church, that we could be part of over 25,000 acts of witness in word and in deed over 10 years that could be used by God to make a difference in the lives of people. So the first point under spiritual transformation, we'll continue to concentrate on making disciples of Jesus, obviously. It's why we exist. Secondly, this 10-year vision also calls for us to begin multi-site ministry so that Spry Church will be one church in multiple locations. Please listen carefully. We're very nearly out of space. And yet our mission to reach people for Jesus calls us forward. We're not going to stop. This is why we exist, to reach people for Jesus. So we keep going. We keep going where God leads us. What can we do? We're nearly out of space already. So what can be done? Well, in short, we could either embark on an extremely costly and time-consuming journey to expand our current facility or start a second campus. Multi-site ministry is a model that has proven effective in a number of settings, and Spry has the strong encouragement and support of our district superintendent and our bishop to take this next step as we believe God is leading us. In multi-site ministry, the same mission and vision will be pursued across all campuses for the sake of most effectively utilizing our resources, people, money, facilities, and time, extending our reach and maximizing our impact for the sake of God's kingdom. So we will continue to be who we are. I mean, there are other churches out there, when you hear multi-site ministry, maybe your mind goes and thinks, oh, are we going to be like that church all of a sudden? We're going to be who we are, because that's who God calls us to be. But we're going to find a way to live into this identity in this new ministry arrangement for the sake of expanding our efforts for the kingdom of God. 
So we'll continue to be who we are and to have the same mission and the same vision and the same DNA. We would be replicating the culture of this congregation in another setting so that we'd be one church in more than one location. Excuse me. <laughs> For example, with live preaching and a pastoral presence in each campus and coordinated discipleship curriculum and efforts across campuses. I'll say more about leadership and staffing for multi-site ministry a bit later. But specifically, during this 10-year period, 2020 to 2030, we will start two new campuses by the year 2030. And in starting these campuses, we'll either adopt the buildings of congregations that have closed or will close, or we'll use alternative spaces like schools or theaters to reach more people for Jesus and help more people become fully developing followers of Jesus. The selection of areas for additional campuses will be based on a strategic process of discerning God's call for our church. That process will be grounded in prayer, guided by demographic analysis to determine the greatest opportunity and potential impact, and confirmed through congregation-wide discussion and a congregational vote for approval. The purpose would be to reach new people with the good news of Jesus. And we have a great opportunity right now to do that. The area around us is a growing community with a significant population disconnected from any church. Of the people living within a five-mile radius of our church, in 2012, 65.8% of those people were not involved in any church or religious group, 65.8% in the year 2012. By 2017, the most recent statistics available, that number had increased to 70.1%. I'm certain it has increased further since then. And this percentage exceeds the national average of people with no connection to any church or religious group. You might find that surprising because you might think, but your county has so many churches. We do have a lot of churches in your county. Unfortunately, what we don't have a lot of are vital churches that are reaching people. And so we're seeing more and more people without any sort of connection at all to any church. When I see those statistics, and let me say one more before I, before I make that next point. The national average in 2017 was 65.3%. And again, here in our community, that number in 2017 was 70.1%. So not just a little bit above the national average, but by a considerable margin. And I'm sure that number, 70.1, has only increased since 2017. But this isn't to make us feel bad. When I see these statistics, I see opportunity. I see opportunity. What that means in, in more practical terms is this. 134,000 people live within five miles of our church. 134,000 approximately. And nearly 100,000 of them don't go to church at all. And that's just a five-mile radius 
if we'd be looking at within a 20-minute drive of our church, those numbers would go up. And we want to be the kind of church where those people who are not connected to any church, where they can come, explore their faith, ask their questions, and ultimately meet Jesus. Jesus saw that there were crowds of people who were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The sight of such people, this is amazing to me. It takes us right to the heart of Jesus. We want to follow Jesus. We want to know what he's about. Listen to this because he's telling us what he's about here. The sight of such people, harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, moved Jesus to compassion. And he said this, the harvest is plentiful. And then, some of you might remember, I preached on this not too long ago. Jesus, who can do anything, right? Seeing those people harassed and helpless, his heart moved by compassion. And compassion is that feeling in your gut that, like, something just needs to be changed. This isn't right. And it moves you to action. What does Jesus do? He could have gone to every single person. He's Jesus. He could do anything. That's not what he does. What he does is seeing those people harassed and helpless, feeling that compassion in his heart. He calls his followers to himself and he says, you go. You go in my name, on my behalf, for my sake. You go, I'm sending you. And Jesus calls us to see the needs around us and look at others with his compassion. And he sends us to go in his name and for his kingdom. Sometimes we think church is all about a place. We come. And and that's part of it. But the church is the people, right? The kids' song reminds us. But the church is the community of God sent into the world. Sent into the world to bear witness to the good news of God's kingdom in Jesus. And all that falls under spiritual transformation. A related and in some ways overlapping category is societal transformation. As part of this 10-year vision, we'll seek to address both immediate needs and their root causes. So that through engagement, education, and empowerment, York County looks more like the kingdom of God. We'll seek to play our part in two main ways. Number one. By deepening and expanding our existing ministries and partnerships. Examples include our food pantry, the Link Community Youth Center, missions yard sales, mission partnerships like in Guatemala as well as uh, locally, and school partnerships. We'll deepen and uh, extend and expand those ministries and those partnerships. Second, strategically reach out to places of deep need to be part of God's work of bringing hope and fullness of life in Jesus. The gospel is good news for everyone. Do we believe that? The gospel is good news for everyone, including the poor. Now think about this. When do the poor ever hear good news? When do the poor hear good news? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Statewide, the average percent of individuals or families living below the poverty line is 8.7. So that's for the state of Pennsylvania, 8.7% of residents live below the poverty line. Would you like to guess what percent of individuals or families within a five-mile radius of our church live below the poverty level? I heard a 15. Any other? 
10? One? Did someone say one? 13.1%. Now that's significantly higher than the statewide average of 8.7. And, and you, we might think, well, it gets part of the city, that's why. No, no, no. There are needs all around us. There are needs everywhere we look. If only we have eyes that are open to see those needs and hearts to respond. And so what, what might we do? These are huge problems, right? Well, in response, our church will concentrate on the following. Strengthening families, because that's a big part of the solution. Stronger families make a stronger community. And so we'll focus on strengthening families through the marriage course, the parenting course, Financial Peace University, and related initiatives. And promoting education. Because education is crucial to breaking the cycle of poverty and helping people unlock their God-given potential. We will establish an education task force to identify the most effective strategies for our church to respond. This education task force will discuss and act on topics like these. Developing our school partnerships, for example, expanding existing programs like Food for Kids and Books for Kids, possibly sending work teams uh, into schools, for example, over the summers uh, to improve school facilities or grounds so that resources that would otherwise be spent on those projects could be diverted to pressing educational initiatives that will have an impact on kids and their development, and increasing the number of our partner schools to at least four by 2030, including at least one school in each campus's surrounding community. This is going to be such an important part of our efforts that it will factor into our plans as we look to where are the locations God is calling us to start something new and how can we work with the existing organizations there, particularly with the schools? How can we be part of helping them and that together we can be making a difference? The Education Task Force will also evaluate the need for and feasibility of establishing a Christian uh, preschool or early learning program at one of Spry's campuses that would prioritize serving kids from families who may lack the resources to send their children to preschool. I mean, York County has many wonderful things to offer. I'm speaking as a parent as well as a pastor here, including many wonderful uh, preschools. Uh, and particularly in kind of suburban areas like ours. So I don't think what your county needs is another church-based suburban preschool. But what about those who are falling through the cracks? What about those who aren't being served, aren't being reached? There's a need there. And I think it's going to be part of our calling to work with others and have a particular focus on trying to close those opportunity gaps at the earliest possible stage so that students don't start out behind in kindergarten but can have a solid foundation that can be part of building a future with hope for them and for their families. Early childhood education is extremely important. It's important in so many ways in the cognitive, social, emotional, and with a Christ-centered approach, spiritual development of children. And early childhood education can help set them up 
for continued growth toward responsible, flourishing, fulfilling lives. So for all that we are going to continue to do and already doing kind of at the surface level where there's already great needs, material needs, and other needs, we will respond through our food pantry. We will respond through specific initiatives. But we have to be looking at the root causes and the underlying issues if we're going to be part of making lasting change. And that's what God is calling us to do. And the education task force also will help us form a strategy to work toward the goal, it's an ambitious goal, but it's one I want to set before you tonight, to work toward the goal that either through Spry Church's preschool or early learning program, or through partnerships with other preschools or programs, every four-year-old who will attend our partner schools has access to pre-K education. So each child is prepared to succeed in elementary school. Success in elementary school will set kids up for further educational success in the years to come. And that progress over time can give kids a fighting chance to break the cycle of poverty and pursue the life God has created them to live. You and I can be used by God to have a measurable impact on our community. You and I can be used by God to change lives and touch lives with the love of Jesus and help people grow and flourish and thrive as God intends. We can be part of God's work, bringing transformation in Jesus and all that that means individually, collectively, and for our community and society today. I think that's a vision worth going after. I think that's a vision worth pursuing passionately, wholeheartedly. And I lift that vision before you tonight, and I ask you, do you see that? Do you hear God's call in this kind of a vision? Because this is where we're going. This is where God's leading us. And we can rally behind this vision together. Guided by this vision, our church staff and other leaders and I believe Spry Church has a unique part to play in advancing God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, as Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer. God is calling us to be transformed by Jesus, and it starts inwardly with us to be transformed by Jesus, you and me, from the inside out. What a privilege for us to get to play our part. I'd like to share now about a specific opportunity that's before us. In a moment, inf information sheets and note cards will be passed around. Um, please take one of each and then go ahead and read the information sheet as it reaches you.